back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. <laughs> nice. Um, welcome back, Nesbitt. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Excellent. Yeah. Um, feeling I might have ripped Bruce a little hard last week. Yeah, we're getting back into Maiden now after that. Getting uh, back into Maiden. Yeah. So the uh, yeah. we did Tattoo Millionaire last week. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of... Our fans have listened to it much. No one's vigorously defending it. Or maybe they will. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know. I felt we haven't I was gotten, pretty brutal on yeah. it, but but it's we haven't time, gotten it fair. much feedback about that episode compared to when we like when we said bad stuff about Maiden songs. We always Wild get people blows. or uh, Dance of Death. People come up and they like defend. They email us and they're like, "You guys are crazy. That's an awesome song. How can you blah blah blah?" Yeah. This album, we didn't get much of that. So. Oh, that's right. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't think people are going to be like going out of their way to defend Zulu Lulu. <laughs> Just so maybe the worst Maiden related song. I don't know. I know. I haven't I really know. thought this through. But. It's like Bruce Dickens' horrible version of Brown Sugar. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we got that out of the way. Today we're going to cover, uh, we're going to go through a bunch of catch up stuff. Yep. We've got a and whole bunch of Maiden stuff that we've been putting on the back burner for a while. And we got some clips. Yep. We do. Clips, clips, clips. <laughs> clips, clips, and mo clips. Yeah. Um, deadly. And we're going to do a beer. I'm itching. So before we get into this beer, yeah, I will tell you a bit about this beer. It's called Duchesse de Bourgogne. And it, Duchess? Yeah, I think that's it. In, it's a Belgish. It, Belgish. <laughs> it's a, it's a Belgian. It's a Belgian beer. Yeah. Um, it's from the brewery, brewery Verheg. I don't know how you pronounce it. Yeah, you're asking me. Yeah, I can't pronounce English. It's a Flemish red ale. Yes. So this is an ale. It's aged for 12 months in oak casks. And then it's blended with fresh. And it's like my neighbor Brian down the street had me over for dinner. Mm. Me and the kids and my wife. And he pulled one of these out. He had it down in his like, he has like a wine cellar in the basement. He pulled this out. And its beer blew my mind. And I was like, I have to be able to find this beer somewhere. This beer here. And I was Googling it, and I was like, I have to find this beer again because it was so good. Next thing I know, I'm in the liquor store this week, and I see that they have these. Well, he had the big liter bottles, or however they looked about a liter. These are the 330 milliliter bottles. Yeah. This beer is going to blow your mind. You serious? Yeah, oh my God. This is like probably going to be the best beer Oh my God. It. I'm all pumped here now. That yep. was an awesome intro, but you're yep. also setting it up for epic <laughs> fail. Deadly. But so, you know what? It's never a great thing to describe on the cover of a beer. Flemish. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm not talking about phlegm. <laughs> Crank it. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Nice. I love on the back ingredients. Water, barley, malt, wheat malt, hops, yeast. Awesome. Oh, yes. Right. Ah, there's my cracked. These are small bottles. That's 6.2%, so expect some opinions. Yeah. <laughs> you should get the opinion juice flowing. Mm. Oh, that smells interesting. Well, that's... It's almost got like a sour taste to it. That is neat. It's interesting. But then afterwards... Very sweet. Sweet, but it's also got like a sour at first. It's like a lambic, but it's not. That's very sour. It's the opposite of phlegmy. <laughs> I don't know. The Flemish... And as it warms yeah. up, the t- taste will change a bit. 
the Flemish are the dominant group in Belgium, right? The, in the north, who are basically like descendants of our yeah. friend we stayed with in 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 London. Um, he is, his mother is Flemish. Okay. And in the south is the I think the Walloons is it the French? You're anyway the talking two, way over my head. I have no the, idea. You don't know about the history of Belgium. No. Nope. Anyway, the the two provinces have always been dominant. But if you go to like Brussels, the capital is very French. Okay. But in the the, the Flemish speak. Well, I think they speak. I think it's called Flemish, but it's a Dutch derivative. Okay. Because the the north borders the Netherlands. Anyway, there you go. I know. All everything I know about Belgium has to do with like World War One. <laughs> mm. Anyway, it's wow. a good beer. It's delicious. It was excellent. Yep. I'm just gonna hammer this while you play clips. This is awesome. Yeah, it's good. I think it's uh, as it warms up to the flavor will change. It's really good. Mm. Yeah, because it's going to just sit there for all that time <laughs> while it slowly warms up. I'll just sit back now. And... Now, I had an idea about beer. Yes. So this has to do with, do you remember when we saw the last O2 show, the last show of the Legacy of the Beast tour? Yeah. And at the end, Bruce had that big one, or it was like a two liter giant bottle of Trooper beer. And they all poured it up on stage and they all toasted the audience and said thanks or whatever. And Nico said, we need to make a non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, so I have a clip of that, actually. Listen to this. We would like to just thank you all for coming tonight. Some of you came last night. Some of you have been following us around Europe. You are the best. You are the only Iron audience that I have ever known. And I raise my glass to you for the rest of my days, all right? Thank you I'm going to drink an empty glass because I don't drink and they forgot to bring me an non-alcoholic beer. So this is to you. God bless you. We should do one. We should do a non-alcoholic beer. That's for you. <laughs> Good night, my friends. Everywhere. So I think it would be a great idea for Maiden to do a non-alcoholic beer. Okay. If you think about it. Because Maiden fans, like, we're young for Maiden fans. Like, there's Maiden fans in their you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, right? Mm. Their audience is getting in the demographic where, like, you know, maybe they have health issues. Maybe they can't drink that much. they got small kids. They're, you know, they're gone to a concert and they want to drink a bunch of beer. But they have, like, a babysitter they got to drive home after. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think from a business perspective, and I looked it up online and... So, non-alcoholic beer has grown 5% in 2005, 6, 2015, 2016, 2017 in the USA. And sales have increased 9% a year in the UK over the last couple of years. Wow. Yeah. And Anheuser InBev, I read this in an article, uh, they predict that uh, low alcohol and alcohol-free beers will make up 20% of their sales by the end of 2025. Oh, my God. So, it's really on the upswing. Oh my gosh. I think for a for Maiden it would be like a a good business decision. <laughs> you think, think that's a no. Yeah, why not? I think it's stupid. Why? Because beers for pregnant ladies, okay? And people that are actively flying a plane but can't slip one in. If they could make an, like this beer they were drinking now, if this was not alcoholic, I would drink it every I drink it all Seriously? the time. Seriously, you'd be drinking soda. It's delicious. All the calories New English and none style. of the fun. That's not alcoholic. Yeah, but beer. I don't drink beer to get drunk all the time. Most I of the time, like, I feel like I don't know you anymore. No, <laughs> who started? Who did I, I start drink, the podcast? If they could make, if they could make an, an, a non-alcoholic beer, yes, that tasted the same as a really good yeah. New England IPA, New yeah. England style IPA, 
I would drink it all the time. I come home from lunch, I drink one, I drink them like this time to take my kids to soccer and I'm watching them. It's like yeah. high twenties, it's hot, it's sweaty, and you're like watching them and I'd love to like crush a couple Cape, of beers and Cape, drive my kids home. Capelin Hound Session IPA, four point two percent. Yeah, you, you still get, can't drink a bunch of those and drive. No, you can have two. Uh, I wouldn't these days. Okay. They just need to make one that tastes just like beer, because most of them taste like garbage. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think that... I not... think it's kind, of a, it's kind of a beer snob thing, to be like, I'd rather drink piss than drink blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I... I drink beer mostly for the taste and to go with food. Okay. On the weekends, I drink it to get a buzz, and I like to get a good buzz. Yeah. A lot of times, I go somewhere... We have friends that live outside of town, 20 minutes, half an hour outside of town. Yep. I go visit them on a Friday night, mm. and I'll like drink my one beer, and I'll be like, oh, great. But if I could have some really good beers, I could drink a, good, I could drink a regular beer, and I could pound two or three non-alcoholic ones, and then I could drive home. You know what I mean? I, I'm so yeah. paranoid about drinking and driving now, too. Like, I don't know. I could kind of... Look, I... But the taste. It has to taste like it. Because I drink beer for the taste, mostly. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I, I think that non-alcoholic beer is like a sexless marriage. It's soul-destroying. And over time, you're just you're just. I think gonna, you're a beer snob. I'm not. I'm not a beer snob. I'm yeah. a boozer. I, I mean, the, the look. I read an article just today. Yeah. And it was saying that like meat consumption's way down in Canada. You're telling me that non-alcoholic beer is on the rise. I'm only 38, but would yeah. these trends continue? I, I'm no longer yeah. fair death. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I know what you're saying. But I'm just saying, Maiden's fans are going in this demographic. Yeah. You're talking from your age, and we're talking yeah. from like the 20s and 30s year olds. When we're in our 20s, all we want to do is get loaded all the time. Like, yeah, it might, when I was 20 years old, I was like getting drunk three nights a week sometimes. Yeah, you do that Christmas from Christmas to New Year's, or just be partying nonstop. I don't know, yeah. and I still do. Like, you know, I've got a name for your beer. What's that? Where the wild wind blows. <laughs> There's a name for your non alcoholic beer. Named after the worst maiden song. <laughs> Named after, no, not the worst, but, but one that we've panned. Definitely. Is it the worst? I don't, I don't know. know if it's the worst. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I just wanted to get into that because I heard, I was listening to a bootleg of that yeah. show and I heard Bruce uh, say that and I was like, man, like his audience, like, yeah. they're like they're in their 60s now. And poor old Nico, Nico with nothing to drink. <laughs> I know. Oh. What would you call a non alcoholic beer? Yeah, that's, from Maiden. that's if it had to be, it wouldn't be like they have Trooper Light Brigade. I don't know. 666. I'm just trying to think of like, have they sung a song about peace? <laughs> have they sung a song about you know, lethargy? Oh. Virtual Eleven because it's not quite beer. It's like virtually oh, God. Virtual Five. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, oh. Okay. I I understand. Look, it, yeah. there's nothing wrong with having one. I'm yeah. I'm in favor. Yeah. I support. Yeah. But I was just thinking from know, a business point of view, I think it would be a really good business decision for them. I don't think anyone's gonna buy it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know you can drink water. That's true. <laughs> or tea. Ugh, I'm not a tea drinker. No, I know. Not doing it. Not on side. We have a thing that we do on the podcast. The thin line between love and hate. Oh, we doing it. We haven't done it in for a long time. Mm. I know we had a few uh, best worst lyrics picked out. Yeah. Do you want to tell them what this segment is that we do sometimes? Uh, well, explain the segment. I think you just more or less did. Essentially, we pick a lyric that we love, maiden lyric. I'm going a little off though. Today. Okay. Uh, maiden lyric that you love, and a maiden lyric that you hate. Right. And we just kind of trash right. it. So, and we've we've been killed on a few of them. But, so yeah. 
So I'll go first, and it's from one of Maiden's worst songs, The Apparition. And these lyrics are just really cheesy to me. Like, this does not sound... Yeah. But tell me if this sounds like... Like, think about Number the Beast and all these songs, and then listen to these lyrics and tell me if this sounds like an Iron Maiden lyric. You can make your own luck. You create your destiny. I believe you have the power. If you want to, it's true. You can do what you want to. If you try a little bit harder, a little bit of faith goes a long way. It does. <laughs> I know, that's the worst. It's like a Disney lyric. That is horrible. So, But yeah. they make up for it with Empire of the Clouds. Okay, one of my favorite songs on the album. So a lyric is, Mist is in the trees, stone sweats with the dew, the morning sunrise, red before the blue. Oh, I think it's a cool lyric. It's a good ima- really good imagery. Oh, I know. Love that's it. such a great album. It's yeah. such a great song. It's such so, a great song. That's my lyric. That's your good and your bad? My good and my bad. Okay, I'm going back to the um, Tattooed Millionaire, so I'm going a lot off. Because so you're going non maiden yeah. you're going to Bruce? Okay. Yeah, and I had to dig a little deep to get a good one because I had about 10 bad ones in there. <laughs> okay. We ripped them pretty hard last week. Uh, my my original bad one was going to be the Zulu lyric. I actually have it highlighted. Okay. Um, but we kind of brought up the podcast. The, the lyric was, we came together over coffee with milk. She ne- she never stopped till every drop was spilled. But we brought it up, so I'm going okay. to pick another one. I think the worst is just the chorus from Licking the Gun. Because it's licking the gun, licking the hand that feeds you, licking the gun, finger licking fun. Yeah. Like, it's so ridiculous, but <laughs> also kind of great. All right. So that's the that, that's what I'm going to choose as my. Horrible. You can pretty much put the lyrics to that album on a dartboard and throw a dart and hit a horrible lyric. You'd though. hit a horrible. <laughs> lyric. I did. I did find one gem, and it was from a okay. song that you loved that I that I uh, panned. And it's not particularly. It's it's kind of a long lyric, but there's some great spots in it. He's got a wife. It's from Tattooed Millionaire. She's got a wife. She ain't no brainchild. Blah. That's not great. But ex ex mud queen of Miami. I love the way he leans into that yeah. in the song. In his stretch Cadillac, he keeps her in the back with his CD player and his bottle of Jack. Okay, yeah. that's that's alcoholic Jack, not non-alcoholic Jack. That's good, just for you. <laughs> LA dude, LA attitude, laid back, selfish, and getting fat. I don't know. It's cheesy, but I love it. Yeah. Bodyguards, porn stars, gold credit cards, using each other, running for cover. Ah, yeah. I don't know. For for that album, I think it's a good lyric. So yeah. I'm gonna give. I, I I had to balance it. I just didn't want to pick like, okay. four bad lyrics. And, yeah. But I think that's pretty good. That's all right. That's your typical going off script a little bit on our things. Like when we did yeah. under, we did uh, most underrated songs, and you picked Flight of Icarus. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was great. Yeah. By the way, I had my Flight of Icarus shirt on today. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's um, a cool shirt. I love it. I love it. But uh, I find the new shirts they're itchy. Like you gotta wash. Yeah, them. I was there until you wash them yeah. a few times. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't washed it. I'm gonna yeah. get a good steak in it first. But yeah, um, no, definitely. Um, I like to go off a little. You gotta be. You gotta shake it up. So another thing I want to talk about. Mm. Okay, this lawsuit. This the, beer is amazing. Yeah, it's really Sorry, good. Just a second. The thing I when was, it's too cold, it's almost like. Swig. Oh man, I got this half crushed already. This is awesome. Hmm. It's got a good aftertaste, mm. too. But when you flush it around your mouth, too, there's so much flavor in there. Yep. That's a deep flavor profile. Yeah. That's one of the best beers I've ever had. Well done, Duchess de Bourgogne. <laughs> <laughs> Europe. Am I right? Anyway. So, I'm going to do a recap of this lawsuit that's going on. Ongoing lawsuit with oh, Dennis God. Wilcock. Just as a recap. So, Dennis Wilcock says he wrote lyrics to a bunch of songs on the first Maiden album. And he claims, the main thing is he claims he's never heard Maiden since he left the band. And he only became aware that they were using these songs, or still performing these songs, like, a couple of years ago. And we discussed 
a couple episodes ago how improbable it was that he'd never heard Maiden in the last 40 years when he was in the band, right? So basically, he needs to have been not aware. I brought up that case I'm about... suing him now because we're on a roll. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So I brought up that case about Procol Harum with Whiter Shade of Pale, yeah. where the judge threw it out and said, like, excessive and inexcusable delay. Yeah. Plus, I found out that the Phantom of the Opera was in a Lucozade ad. Really? Yeah. Weird, okay. eh? The way I understand it, you can't say in court documents that you've never heard something. That's like making a false statement on a court document. So isn't it perjury? Isn't that like lying to the court? Yeah, it's only perjury if it's intentional, isn't it? Like it's... Yeah, but I think it is because he obviously has heard these songs. Because yeah. Steve Newhouse uh, this week on his Facebook, or maybe it was last week, uh, and Steve Newhouse was the roadie, really good friends with Maiden. I yeah. went on about his book. His book's awesome. Um, he said, obviously Dennis is being wound up by McKay. And that big-headed twat is about to find out what it's like to lose a case. When Maiden did the first two shows at the Ruskin, which is the Ruskin Arms, Dennis supplied the PA and stood at the desk supervising. Diana was 15 feet away singing his lyrics, and he didn't notice. Utter shite, mate. No wonder Dennis has gone into hiding. So he has a first-hand account. And also, Terry Wilson Slesser, who is the other person in the case, also says that he was unaware. And there's, uh, there's pictures of him at a Maiden show during that Matter of Life and Death tour where they did Hallowed Be Thy Name. So he obviously, you know... Yeah. He obviously would have heard them doing Hallowed Be Thy Name and heard the lyrics. And they have them... Like, I have this. This is the actual... The oh court document. passing me a court document printed off and held together with a, one of these alligator clips. Are you serious right now? Yeah, that's this the actual like, court. This is a new level of Nesbitt nerdiness. <laughs> now you're going through court records. So that's the actual court documents. You haven't read this. Yeah. You read this? Yeah. It's interesting to me. <laughs> no wonder you're up all night drinking non-alcoholic beer. Nothing <laughs> it's to uh, do. the High Court of Justice. In the High Court of Justice, Business and Property Courts of England and Wales. Intellectual property between Barry McKay and Stephen Percy Harris, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to get into this. It has the claimant's defendants. It goes into detail of everything that they said was plagiarized, who wrote what. It's everything that they claimed that they submitted to the court. And in here, it says that he, that neither of them had heard Maiden, and they only became aware of it in the last two years, yeah. which is bullshit. So I think this court is this case is like... You know our buddy Mike doomed is a lawyer. to fail. Yeah, our buddy Mike's a lawyer, and we were gonna because he did, he saw a maiden show with us in Toronto, right. and we were gonna bring him on to get his original take. We oh still yeah, got that coming up. Plus, he wanted to talk with Gene Irvin. Right, <laughs> we could get him to get a legal opinion on this on the air. Oh, we should. We should. That'd be great. I don't know. He'd have to read it. He'd probably bill us. <laughs> <laughs> two pints. Two pints. Um, yeah. Wow. That's a new level of nerd, even for you. Yeah, I know. Like, this whole thing about them not knowing that these songs were used until two years ago. Yeah. There's a bunch of first-hand accounts of people saying, like, how it's not true. Yeah. So I think this is just, uh, I think it's going to fizzle and nothing's going to come of it. Anyway, that's the update on the lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, that was a maiden. Okay, we want to get back to music. Yes. Do we have a clip? The, in case anyone's wondering, yeah, because Dennis Wilcock was the singer before Paul Diano. Here is... Uh, a clip of Dennis Wilcock when he was with Maiden. This, I think this is the earliest known clip of Maiden that exists. Yeah. 
so that's 1977. That's 77. The Bridge House in East London. Wow. So that's three years before the first album. Wow. So that lineup would have been Steve Harris, Dennis Wilcock, and Ron Matthews as the drummer. And then the guitarist would be Dave Murray and Bob, Dave Murray was there, Bob yeah. Sawyer, I think, was the yeah. other guitarist. I think. Yeah. Depending. But I think that's basically what I could figure out. But anyway, Dennis Wilcock, yeah. You that's can see true. when Paul Diano came, what a big step up that was. Yeah. Like, to go from that to Paul Diano. Like, Paul Diano was... Wow. Yeah. I think... So, that clip, you managed to squeak that out of the dark corners of the internet. Um, any more in that time frame? Nope. Cause I can't find anything. jazz up that early years that we attempted. Yeah. Yeah. Because we went through a... For those, you know, we mentioned a few times, we did a full early years yep. segment. But it was just too verbose and not enough clips and stuff. Yeah. It was. Uh, I think we're gonna break that down. I think we gotta do that again. Yeah, we should. I really want to go back to it. Yeah, especially after the cart and horses when we went. Well, I kind of wanted to do the when we do the first album. I kind of wanted to backtrack and go to the whole lead up into the first yeah. album. Yeah. So. Hmm. Okay. We'll That's actually a really good clip. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Dennis Wilcock, man, he's just like, if yeah. that's indicative of what he sounds like live, he's like, yeah. you know, I can see why they replaced him with Paul Diano. Although he says. I don't know. He was. He didn't. He wasn't fired. He quit. So, genius. Yeah, <laughs> that makes a huge difference. Yeah, but it's I mean, so much, Paul Diano is it, such a huge improvement. Yeah, it's so much better when you quit a hugely successful rock band than when they fire you. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. And then we had half the reason we wanted to do this episode is because we had so much, so many listener emails to catch up on. We've had like a ton of emails. Yeah, they're steady belt. Yeah. We get emails all the time, and we have been replying to most of them. Yeah, there's uh, someone Anton B sent uh, a band, a bunch of band recommendations in. Oh yeah, I remember that email. I was gonna, I made a playlist in Google Play. Yeah, I picked like the three most popular songs from each band and put them. And he recommended some tracks too, and I put them in a in a playlist. I listened to it a couple of times. I don't really want to get into it yet because I feel like I need to listen to it a bunch more to really get into the bands. Yeah. But uh, eventually we'll we'll go through the, a few of these bands and uh, mm. talk about them because from what I heard, most of them sound really up like up my alley, which is cool because you know I like when we get these band recommendations from people because this all started when we were complaining about modern yeah. metal. Jeez, and River put us on to uh, Night Demon, Night right? Demon this is how we got into Night yeah. Demon, right? And Speaking of Night Demon, yes, I have here in my bag. We ordered these a long time ago, and I had them both at my house, and I never never gave you yours. I forgot to. This is the Night Demon Live Darkness Triple Vinyl. Oh, deadly. Yeah. balls. Oh, my God. The cover is awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. picture. That's deadly. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Well, I've been on the road. i unwrap this puppy here now. Oh, my God. This vinyl is deadly. Yeah. Well done to Jarvis and Coleman. That's amazing. Yeah. It's very cool. It sounds awesome. Wow. So a lot of these songs too, they sound way better live than on the album. It's like super intense and like high energy. It's a great live album. Oh man! I, I know we're always gushing about Night Demon, but like That's this deadly. is yeah. That's deadly. Yeah. So we haven't cut them live yet. We plan on seeing them live someday. Yeah. Well, he sent us a tour list. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, we should have played it out, but I so mean, uh, he's around North America all fall. Well, North America was in August. Yeah. That like the tour is done. Yeah. They're hitting uh, Europe in September. Um. They tour like Maiden World Slavery tour style. I looked at their tour dates. 
they have 20 shows in 22 days across Europe. They started their, their European leg with nine days in a row of shows. So 20 shows in 22 days. That's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. They're, yeah. And then they end up the, I can't remember, in October, that, that fire, Frost and Fire Festival 4 in yeah. California, which is like a three-day festival with like tons of metal bands. So that's, they're doing the European leg of their tour in September. October 5th, they're back in California. So, yeah. But, man, this uh, live album is great. I'm going to play a song from it. This is uh, Hallowed Ground, the live version.
So that's yeah. that sounds awesome. That's right? awesome. So yeah, I, so I the whole album is just like yeah. great. So anyone that listened to that, go order the uh, the yeah, album. Well, it's yeah, it's there's amazing. a triple vinyl, but I mean you can get it in different formats. But it's just a great album. Now after after finding Night Demon from these listeners, now yeah. I'm excited to see the list. I'm gonna have to check my email and go back because they're not in front yeah. of me. Well, I have but a we'll Google do. Play playlist made. I'll just share it with you. Yeah, share that with me. Play. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have a look through. Yeah. And some of them sounded pretty good. But it's cool when people put you under these bands and you really get into them. Yeah. We had never so. heard of Night Demon until somebody sent us a random listener, sent us an email. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they turned out being one of our favorite bands now. Deadly. Yeah. So Anton B, we'll get back to that. We'll yeah. come around and talk about this now in a few episodes after I've had a chance to really yeah. dig into these bands. But uh, I love getting recommendations for bands like that. It's awesome. That's awesome. And then we had six five or six emails and tweets sent to us about this loudwire.com did this article about like every iron maiden song ranked from worst to best yeah i remember we sat in the curtain horses yeah with andrew dubroy yeah and we went through the whole list yeah basically we went through it quick but we and there's um the top like the top 50 in that list are pretty standard like you might rearrange them a bit but i don't like i don't have that much to say about the top 50 yeah um i can't even remember it now can't even remember what the top five were they're all what you would think but they, they had when the wild wind blows as number 50 which i think is too high because me and you don't like that song but that's just yeah. our taste but some glaring omissions is out of 165 songs they included the b-sides too they had as number 60 no number 160 which means, like, there's only five songs worse than this. They had Quest for Fire. Oh, my God. And then at number 148, they had El Dorado. Yeah. Not even in the top one. For the greater uh, good of God at 138, songs. not even yeah, in the hot. New songs, see? Yeah, and Mission from Aerie, 136. Yeah, there you go. Mission from Aerie is like an argument recorded on tape. And they have that Yeah. They have that from the Two Minutes to Midnight That's single. That's the Power Slate B-side thing that we Right, were, they have that yeah. higher than Quest for Fire and El Dorado and For the Greater Good of God. Like, that's mm. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that makes and no sense. And then yeah, reincarnation of Benjamin Brieg at one twenty eight. It should be way higher. Yeah. So, <laughs> you guys are going to groan. No. But I have a list of all the Iron Maiden songs that You've I've done it in put order. in in order. Oh god. <laughs> this is from like a year ago. I made a playlist of th- there's no B sides in here, but just all the <laughs> album tracks. Yeah. And I had a playlist, and over a, like a month of listening to it, I ordered them into the order from my favorite to my least favorite. Mm. So some of this I would change now because this was like a year ago, and we've covered some of the songs, we've covered some of the albums, and I would like move them up and down a bit based on you get a new appreciation for certain songs. Mm. But it's still pretty solid. Solid, and I have "When the Wild Wind Blows" as the worst Maiden song. Yeah, and then going from worst to best. I'm not going to go through 155, no, obviously. Please don't. But from Unless the, I'm allowed to have from another the, beer. From the second beer segment, then I will allow From us. the bottom up, I have When the Wild Wind Blows, blows The Assassin, Weekend Warrior, Running Silent, Running Deep, Chains of Misery, and then Dance of Death, Don't Look in the Eyes of a Stranger, Holy Smoke, The Man Who Would Be King, Journeyman, which I know people love, then Wasting Love, Fate's Morning, Childhood in, Childhood's End. So those, those are, are my least, bottom ones. But I'll just go through my top maiden yeah. songs. Let's hear it. And I still stand by these. You do it. Number one, down. Evil at Men Do. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. Number two, The Talisman. Yeah, controversial, but I'll give it to you. Number three, Hallowed. Hallowed. Be yeah. Thy Name. Yeah. Number four, The Longest Day. You know, I love that song. Yeah. Number five, The Red and the Black. 
Oh, controversy. I can <laughs> I can feel the keyboards typing. Number six, Remember Tomorrow. Remember Tomorrow, yeah. Number seven, Number the Beast. Number the Beast. Number the eight. Number eight, Wasted Years. Number nine, Phantom of the Opera. Number ten, Ace is High. I think I'm going to go through some really quick because people don't want to hear me list these songs. Caught Somewhere in Time, The Clairvoyant, Flight of Icarus, you, Power people Slave. People caught Somewhere in Time that high up? Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. Flight of Icarus, Power Slave, Prisoner, Tail Gunner, Two Minutes to Midnight, Wicker Man, Colors Don't Run, Passchendaele, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, Book Souls, Run to the Hills, Seven Sun, the Seven <laughs> Sun, right. Face in the Sand, Coming Home, Lord of the Flies, Brighter Than a Thousand Suns. Anyway. Yeah. I would move Face in the Sands up now after we covered that. Caught Summer Time, I'd, I'd put it yeah. way down. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have uh, maybe I have this as a Google playlist. Yeah. I should look sure that I would Monster Cigar for it. me would be in the top 10. Where did I put that? Well, down there. But, 37. Uh, 37 yeah Icarus for me would be top 10 yeah Uh, I have that 13 Two Minutes Midnight I'd I'd so overdone on that song I'd push it down but you'd have to you'd have to step back and be like give it up Josh top 20 for sure Evil the Men Do number one for me yeah we both agree on our number one song so that's cool Um, and and Hallowood's gotta be up there I had that number three yeah and uh, yeah that's awesome it would be second for me for sure and looking at this now I would move Infinite Dreams way up I have it at 54 Where, at the time I made this where list. Where do you have Ace's High? Mm, ten. Yeah, that'd be yeah. top ten for me for sure. Anyway, I have, yeah. yeah. I just thought because uh, someone else made a website. Some website made their list mm. of best to worst. So I have my list of best to worst here. So yeah. if anyone wants me to email it to them, <laughs> go to TalkingMaiden.com and uh, I'd have a couple of matters in the top 20. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Oh, but that's just something that I already had done. I didn't go out of my way to do it after this episode. But it reminded me of it when I saw this this uh, article get posted. There's another article mm-hmm. that got posted this or last week, and it was like Iron Maiden's ten worst songs, and like they threw a bunch of like pretty good songs in there. And I'm like, I hate these friggin' articles. People put online, it's clickbait, and it's and like, then someone shares and like, goes, "These guys are idiots." Yeah, and so they throw these mm-hmm. ones in. They're like, "Ha ha!" When people see this, then they'll repost it and say we're idiots, and then we'll get clicks and blah blah. blah. And it's like. Yeah. You know, it's just, I don't know. I hate the internet. I know. I don't even, I didn't even read through. I read through the first few. <laughs> I saw click... one in there and I was like, oh, I see what you're doing. You're trying to get people yeah. to like, those get click articles are worse than non alcoholic beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Listen, I, I'm just saying that the place for non alcoholic beer when your audience, when your fan base is getting in their 60s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, we just invented a flavorless steak. Who <laughs> <laughs> would like a flavorless steak? Something else that I'm very excited about. The, remember the the Redemption of William Black Infinite Entanglement trilogy? It's the Blaze Bailey trilogy concept album that he had out. Yes, you mentioned it. I it came out to it. over the last three years. Yeah. And I've been waiting for the third disc to the come out on piece. vinyl. Okay. And they finally have a, re, uh, a release date. So October 26th, that's coming out. So I pre-ordered it. They have this cool, uh, it's like this double 180-gram uh, 12 inch vinyl and it's in a gatefold cover and it comes with uh this box to hold all three of them so it makes it's it's i don't know it's oh this full color like art book nice with all the pictures in it so i'm pretty excited about that to put all three of them into the box with the book and then you have this like concept album <laughs> wow I, you know i i really like <laughs> I the know. first two i know and i'm dying i have the first two and i'm waiting to get the third one to complete the trilogy i just love to have the three vinyls Oh, put no. together I mean life yeah. is I mean just and Bruce got time till October and get this done <laughs> <laughs> but Blaze is also says he might do a book or a novel about this too so it's yeah. kind of cool I love I love concept albums right like I love them yeah. and this Blaze one's really good 
anyone wants to listen to it, order it, or go listen to it on one of the streaming services. It's great. Do it. And uh, speaking of Blaze, we remember we met Fergal. So tell everyone about Fergal that we met at the Curtain Horse. Fergal. Uh, we, we mentioned him, I think, in the uh, we did. London episode. Irish dude, past kind. Yeah. Uh, just uh, knew everything about the Blazers. Like, knew all the tunes. Right. And uh, led us in a load of uh, songs. I was a little hazy. Then, so, <laughs> I, you know, Fergal to me was about, uh, you know, the, the, all, the, all the boys that are kind of run together. But uh, Fergal, he knew he knew every lyric. He so was going. he saw a bunch of the Maiden shows in the Legacy of the Beast show. Yeah. And we ran into him in London. And we hung out with him at the Curtain Horses. And after yes. the Curtain Horses closes, after we got kicked out. After yeah, the, that's right. We got kicked out because they closed, not because of our yeah. behavior. and <laughs> Because yeah. of Josh's no-shirt policy. <laughs> we're, we're never going to mention that again. But yeah. After the Legacy of the Beast tour, so Fergal went to the Sabaton Open Air Festival in Sweden. It was a few days later. So, I don't know if you know Sabaton. Have you ever heard of Sabaton? No. They're a Swedish power metal band. I saw his email, that's all. Yeah, so most of his, most of their songs are about, like, armies and battles from World War One and World War Two. It's pow- power metal, so I don't know if you know, like, Halloween or Hammerfall. Yeah. You know Man of War? You yes. probably know they're out yeah. there, like, uh, I don't know, how would you describe them? Conan the Barbarian yeah. mixed with <laughs> yeah. their album covers. Um or Dragon Force, you've probably heard before. This is that's like power metal. So I'll play you a clip of uh, Sabaton. So that's Sabaton. Here's another uh, short clip. So he went to the Sabaton Open Air Festival, which is like Sabaton played, Sepultura played, The Darkness played, and Blaze Bailey played. Wow. So... The Saturday after we got back from Europe, I get these texts from Fergal. Uh, he saw Blaze. He got up real close to him. He said Blaze was great. And then he sent me a whole bunch of pictures of Blaze on stage. And then he sent me pictures of him and his buddy with Blaze. Oh, cool. So they met Blaze. And then he sent me a, sent me a video of Blaze doing the Angel and the Gambler. And uh, awesome. he said they, they, do a really, they cut out the repetition and they do a really heavier rock version. So here's the audio from Blaze at the Sabaton Festival that Fergal saw that he sent me... Uh, the video of So 
So yeah, the audio and that's not the greatest because recorded on a cell phone. But he said also said that uh, he did an awesome version of "Man on the Edge," uh, which is a great song. And I am dying to see Blaze now. I would love to see yeah. Blaze. It'd be so much fun. Like he plays these tiny clubs. He's not playing like stadiums. He's playing like little bars. You know where? He, okay. So do you remember the last tour that they played in Canada in Montreal was the Piranha Bar. So uh, when we went to see. Quebec's when we went to Montreal last time to see Maiden, yeah. the last time we were there in 2016, uh, Maiden Quebec, that tribute band, played at the Piranha Bar. So it's like yeah. this small little bar. So yeah. I didn't see him blaze in a place that size. So it's, Wait, no, is that the bar with the crazy bathrooms? No. No, that's a that's different That's the one. Fufoons Electronics. Yeah. Or okay, no, I can't remember the yeah. bar then. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, an But anyway, it's a small yeah. spot. So seeing blaze in a small spot like that would be awesome. That'd be cool. Meet him afterwards. Yeah. It'd be so awesome. So I'm di- anyway, I'm dying to see Blaze now. Dying to see him. Dying to see Blaze. Yeah. Dies for good Blaze. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. So we're gonna have to go yeah. see go follow Blaze around now. <laughs> this is when, this, when when Maiden uh, I need calls I need, it quits, yeah. we're gonna transition into a Blaze Bailey <laughs> slash yeah, I get Paldiano I... slash British Lion podcast. <laughs> yeah, I got news for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Featuring just yeah. Nathan, the, the, Josh, me and Josh, Fergal yeah. on via Skype. You, you and Fergal <laughs> via Skype, do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the next album we're gonna do. Speaking of Blaze, when oh. we were in London and when we we're in Manchester, yeah. In Manchester, one person suggested this. Three people that we met in pubs in London asked us to do this album, and we've gotten half a dozen emails. Yeah. From people asking us to do this album, the X Factor. Yeah. So people really like by far, this is the most requested album for us to do on the podcast. Okay. I don't know why. People really, really want us to, and they really like it. Or maybe yeah. they're just really vocal about it in the other I don't know. Yeah, and I, maybe it's a well, we've been kicking around the Blaze Bailey discussion since the beginning. Yeah. It was like the first thing. It was our arguments about Blaze. Yeah. Because I remember you didn't had no time for Blaze when we started the podcast. Yeah. And then I got time for him and now I'm starting to lose my time, time for him again. Oh, yeah? I'm okay. kind of in a cyclical... Uh, like, I still love him. I, lo- I, lo- I love some of the, you know... Um, I don't know. Some of the solo stuff that we've looked at. All of his clips. I, yeah. I think he's part of the vernacular now. He's in there. He's... Yeah. Because you didn't think that the Blaze albums were... Really made. counted. Yeah. No. And... You know, I, I don't think they're Maiden's fine, finest albums by any okay. measure. And I think I'm, I'm with a lot of fans on See, that. See, the X Factor I would put up there. Yeah, I know. And yeah. I look forward to reviewing that. Yeah. Um, There'll be a lot of uh, intense, heated <laughs> discussion when well, we get into the X Factor. Because it's not. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and like, the, the, there's not a huge gulf in my mind between that and Virtual Eleven. Like, they're closer than a lot than I think you think. In okay. my mind. See, there. I think the song. Anyway, we'll get into that when we We'll get into that. Yeah. So, okay, so that's our next album. Yep. Cool. So, start listening to The X Factor. Oh, man. <laughs> I've listened to X Factor a lot. It, Virtual Eleven is, is the one that's less for me. Yeah. Uh, to be honest. Um, I agree. I've, I've yeah. probably listened to The X Factor five or six times as many yeah. times as Virtual Eleven. Yeah. With the exception of like a few songs on Virtual Eleven that yeah. I love. But, well, yeah. So, that's coming up next on the podcast. Reflection on the beer. Uh, it's up to the hype for me. This is amazing beer, yeah. Yeah. Wow depth and was that really expensive uh i can't remember not too much not too bad no yeah. deadly i might have to go is there many more left there's like a dozen left there on the shelf a dozen yeah yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks to Fergal for sending us all this. Yeah. Uh, that was we, pretty cool. We've gotten some great stuff, and, and we'll circle back, back on this in the future, too, but our buddy Dave from Manchester reached out again, yeah. and we should uh, tee up some of those clips later on. We'll do that yeah. in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. There's so many emails coming through now that it's it's tough to keep pace, but they're all so awesome. And yeah. now any, you know, people have given us great ideas for episodes, and we're planning on our fall schedule now. Yeah. So we got a lot of opportunity to, to fill those in. Yep. And then winter's coming. Like we, the summer was great for the podcast. Um, went leaps and bounds, grew a lot, yeah. doing great. But from our perspective, we were traveling and, and you know, just kind of like, yeah. you know. It's funny, now the tour is over and uh, we had, uh, you know, Andy Fian, he's one of yeah. our listeners. Yeah. He emailed me about the, uh, I think he called it the post maiden blues. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, it's the build up, the build up, the build up, the tour, the tour, the tour, the tour. And then you see them and you yeah. see the concert and then the tour's over and you're like, ugh. I know. Now what? <laughs> I know. Like, wins the. You have the counter that, that I have. We have that website that you made, that right. private website. We should make that public. Oh, the but Maiden Countdown? We, yeah, we have a Maiden Counter that we put on our phones, which is you click it and it's the cover art from the... You built it. It's the cover art from the from the, the tour. tour yeah. And then a counter until we see them. So yeah. like, you know, we were screenshotting each other, 100 days, 66 days, yeah. you know, t- a week. And and now the counter's like, Because eh, I remember texting you, sending you a screenshot and being like, we're in the double digits now. We're in double digits yeah. now. Now it's over. Yeah. Well, we were so long on this tour because we, when we booked our tickets was what? October. Like October, was yeah. it? Yeah. Wow. And then we saw them in August, so. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't go that long again. <laughs> but that's yeah. the way it always happens. The tickets come up for sale and you got to act right away to get tickets. And then yeah. they're so far in advance. Yeah, we debated uh, recently on a podcast whether or not they would something would happen this summer, and you were dead set it was going to, or it was the winter, and you were dead set it was going to be the summer. I'm right. doubling down on my prediction. I think you're going to see something sooner and later. Bruce has speaking dates booked right through till Christmas. Till Christmas, yeah. And there's also a British Lion tour until that's all before Christmas. Yeah, too. we got another email about the Lions tour in in Canada. People saying you should come see this. Yeah, I don't know if I can swing it, man. It'd meet Steve other. Harris for sure. Well, Jesus, that makes it worth it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can swing another trip this soon. But I know. Yeah. But, hey, look. Yeah. I'd look to the British line just to, once just to say, you know, yeah. but I've seen him. Deadly. All right. Beer was awesome. Beer was awesome. Great feedback. Yeah. We got He's, caught up on some yeah. stuff. I got some more stuff here printed up, but yeah. we've, uh, I don't know, we're up. I don't know. That's about as much of this I can get through. Like, I have a whole bunch of emails here. We're going to some more in the next podcast. Yeah. All right, perfect. We'll leave it there. If you want to get in touch with us, go to TalkingMaiden.com. If you haven't ranked us or rated us, uh, rate us on iTunes or any of the platforms. And uh, you can email us on there. We'll always get back to you, as you can tell, with these emails today. Not every single email yeah. we can put it on the air, obviously, but we'll yeah. try and cherry-pick a few. Yeah, I do email back everyone, or try to. And yeah, I know you email back. Yeah, I email back too. some, you know, as much as I can. Especially if they mention the Toronto Maple Leaf. <laughs> that's, that's the end, for sure. All right, perfect. Till next time. Up the irons. Yeah. Thank you.